Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Tell me how many lights you see. Yeah! Ah! Lights! So this is how liberty dies. Well, well, good morning, everybody. Uh, it's good to see you all, and uh, I'm, I'm impressed that uh, I'm sure some people might still be in bed, but uh, you're all out of bed. You look like you're ready to go, and um, delighted to have you here. My name is Miles McLaughlin. I co-host a podcast, uh, the Sci-Fi Diner podcast, with uh, a few of my friends, um, and uh, as far as my connection with Marvel, um, I- I'll be honest with you, I don't read the comics as much as just too many, but I am familiar with the movies and, and the TV shows that we've got on. I would never pay a couple of chance to argue about comic books. I've had to get up a lot earlier than that. Yeah. So <laughs> I- I'm not going to be able to give you much of an argument because I'm not as versed on it, but, um, you know, but, you know, I think when we talk about the phases, we're, t- we're definitely talking about the, the, the live action um, Marvel. I am uh, Pam Smith, otherwise known as Dame Dahlia. Um, I've been a cosplayer for, oh, really? They can't hear you in the back, sorry. Fine. Um, I've been a cosplayer for almost 20 years now. Um, I do a lot of charity type work. Oh, there goes my hat. As far as Marvel, Um, I am a member of the Philadelphia Avengers, which is a charity group, um, and a member of the Susquehanna Valley Heroes Coalition, another charity group. Um, We go and visit kids in the hospitals and that type thing. Nice. Cosplay has saved my life, and I will have to say that, you know, because I do a lot of Marvel characters. Um, Marvel has saved my life. It's kept me sane. Some may argue that point. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's it's all right. Um, As far as what I've enjoyed with with, uh, Marvel these past 15 plus years um, is in, in watching these movies, it, it, it's seen a, a lot of these characters had a, a personal journey they had to go through. Uh, they were in, often in a bad place, uh, either um, either circumstances or just maybe in their, you know, personal philosophy and outlook. And, and um, but but many you know have grown beyond that and have had you know their sensibili- sensibilities have evolved and. Having to take on a mantle as a hero, they've had to um, they've had to change and grow, and um, um, you know maybe the the old life they may have enjoyed, they've had to you know sacrifice that, put that in the back burner for for the greater good. Um, I, I think that the, the Marvel Marvel movies are, are are rich with that kind of story, uh, as far as um, the, the personal journeys of, of these people. Yeah, I will. 
mention that you know Thor's storyline really hit hard. Um, I have severe PTSD and anxiety disorder, so I related to Thor and Iron Man to a great extent. Um, Iron Man or Thor's PTSD was portrayed so well. And Chris Helmsworth did a phenomenal job at portraying just how bad PTSD can get and how he just persevered. And, you know, if Thor can do it, maybe so can I. (laughs) And I think a lot of people could relate, even if they didn't have PTSD, you go through trauma any time of the day, you know, any, you know, you don't know what's going to to happen. You're driving down the, the street and you see a car accident. You're not involved in that car accident, but it hits you in just a way or something like that. And to see these characters that we love struggle with such trauma and their PTSD and all of their issues, and they all have issues. You know, it's not just Thor. You know, Natasha had some serious childhood trauma that she had to work through. And, you know, we didn't see it all until we saw her movie. You know, it was all hinted at. But once you saw her movie, you got why she was the way she was in Endgame. You didn't really, it, it just touched on a little bits. And I think that's what Marvel is really good at, their storytelling. And it's the continuity of their storytelling and how these characters evolved and how they deal with their own personal traumas and how they just get up the next morning and just go save the world whether it's, you know, their own little world or the world in general. I I probably identify maybe most with Captain America. Um, It's not a perfect illustration, but uh, he's a kid from Brooklyn. I'm a kid from Brooklyn. That's where I was born. Uh, I wasn't frozen for 80 years, but, (laughs) you know, but but, but there was a time in my life where I, I went through a lot of change in a very short period of time and, and trying to adapt to that change and, you know, feel like a man out of time. I could identify with some of those things that he was struggling with when, when they brought him back. Uh, and for, for whatever reason, his story spoke to me the most is just him living in a world that he kind of feels like, I don't know. He just never, never felt comfortable in, I sort of identify with that um, and, and, you know, learning how to cope with that um, and, and, and trying to move forward, too. Um, that's one thing, um, you know, you, you see him trying to do is, is still move forward. And, you know, maybe a case can be made that maybe he never did because he, he, you know, he, 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 he put the stones back. But then he, you know, stayed in the 40s so he could be with his girl. And so he got his happy ending. But, you know, he never felt comfortable. The world has changed so much for him that, you know, yeah, he did adapt. And, and, um, you know, 
he, he, he took on the hero's mantle, but he never totally felt comfortable uh, with the world he was living in. Um, his, his story speaks to me a lot. Cap always stuck. Always stood up for what he felt was right, no matter what. Mm -hmm. He didn't give up, even when Thanos murdered half the universe. Yeah. And that's why he was able to lift me over here when no one else could. Yeah. I, I will I will definitely go with that. Um, he pure in heart and definitely worth uh, lifting. Um, he I had issues with him staying in the forties, but I will just leave it at that. <laughs> he, he's still alive to the events of Avengers Gang Game. It looks pretty spry for her. he must have been in his nineties. Yeah, yeah, the super serum. <clears throat> yeah, okay, of course. You know, and then you have Bucky who is just as spry. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bucky was frozen. Yeah, true. But I mean, he still had the, the the whole super serum stuff, and it's. I yeah, I just well, have some issues. lived out his life naturally. <laughs> that was why I was reading it when he was married to Peggy. He's the time stone, or possibly the reality stone. Goldinger, his history, he lived out his life with her, and she died. That's my interpretation of it. And then he comes back to the, the present. He's still alive, still pretty fry. Even looking a little bit like Clint Eastwood. How much history did he change, though, by going back to the 40s and staying there? See, that was, that was my, my issues with it, because Peggy yeah. was married and had children. Yeah. yeah, but we don't know who she was married to. I think and did he get divorced? A little alternate reality for himself. So, you know, I, I just, th there was a lot left to the imagination. Yeah, and what if they had kids just that shouldn't have, shouldn't have existed? And we, we think we saw Peggy and Loki being led away in the TVA. Yeah, it was just one of those weird things yeah. that I, w I mean, I was happy that Steve had his happy ending and he got to dance with his girl, but yeah, there were issues that really needed to be yeah, continued, but they, you know, one thing that Marvel did he is they left it. He, you know, Marvel left it. And Marvel left it to the viewers' imagination and, and de decided what what exactly happened when Steve stayed. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, it's not the first time in the movies they went to wait. They changed something in the comics. Or <laughs> was that well, more of a, just a reflection of that the actor was done with the role and because uh, in the comics he just wanted to they, they, do he, other stuff. He die. He does. Okay. He kill him. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, he does. He don't come back. But in the movie, they want to give him a kind of happy ending, so they kind of change it. But it's not the first time they did something in the Marvel movies where it went away from sure. the comics. Mm -hmm. And that's fine because you know I don't. I mean, I read the comics. I yeah. don't necessarily need to see the comics word for word on the screen. Yeah. I want a yeah. new story, and I think that you know they can be separate but not because a lot of the things that are happening in the movies are taking place in the comics now. Yeah. But, and vice versa. Yeah. But I don't want 
the same story. Yeah. I don't mind, and I know a lot of comic book fans are just really, oh, well, that's not the way it was. Well, it's a different story. But the, yeah. fu the funny thing nowadays is um, versus our generation where the comics legit was control the comic control the movies mm -hmm. and the TV shows. But now, if you, I, when I talk to some yeah, the younger kids are reading the com Marvel comics, they're more going by the movies. So they want the comics to reflect the movies. Hmm. Yeah. So they don't know. A lot of them who read like Captain Marvel, they now think he did go back in time with Peggy. They don't even know in the comic books he originally died. Mm -hmm. I think I left my purse. Yes, I did. I apologize for the interruption. No worries. Kind of an emergency. <laughs> so it, 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 it's interesting. Like you're, what you're saying it is is reverse. So is reverse. So but love. I don't even think they're the. Some of them down here thinking like what she's saying is, how much did it change when he went back there? Because but the whole industry to me is kind of changed because when I was a kid. The comics was driving the movies and the TV shows, but now it's in reverse. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying because I'm kind of an older generation myself. Yeah. I mean, I do get that. Yeah, because they... I never really read the comics, so this was all new to me. I had to ask my husband to explain things to me as yeah. I started watching the movies. But this is not the first <laughs> time in fandom where yeah. the... the the TV shows and everything, the, all the history I knew is being changed. Right, right. But that's not such a bad thing because, you know, there are different stories. There's a lot of different stories that can be told with these same characters. Even the comic books don't tell the same story. Yeah. You know, they, they're rebooted all the time. I mean, but really, how many times can we see Uncle Ben die? Okay, just, <laughs> I mean, honestly. Um, like you've got three different Spider-Men from three different universes, all one movie. I said, yeah. both the Marvel and DC universes have more alternate realities you can shake a stick at. Like, okay, that's a different story. That's a different reality. Yeah, you know, let's, let's, have, let's have different stories. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm excited to see... Ant-Man and Wasp, they're, you know, they're one of my favorite characters. But now the Wasp um, is his daughter. I'm, I keep thinking, where, where's <coughs> the original Wasp? What happened to her? Yeah. Well, the original Wasp was Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she was yeah. stuck in the, the quantum realm for, oh. for years. And, you know, that's why Hank, you know, Hank Pym and, yeah. and Janet are older and they had hope. And it it's nice. It's a great story. They're staying true to Janet and Hank, but at the same time introducing Scott and Hope. And it's just a it's a fun story. Yeah. And and you know, and come on. It, it's just fun. Yeah, and sometimes you, you just need to be yeah. and you just need to have fun. And I think going, you know, my personal opinion, because, you know, especially going into Endgame after reading it many times, I kind of knew what was going to happen. But then sitting there with my son next to me going, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then he grabbed my hand when Natasha uh, fell Makes off the cliff, sacrificed mm -hmm. herself. Um, which was totally a Natasha-type thing to do. Um, I have been a Black Widow fan since I was yay high. 
And it was definitely something Natasha Romanoff would have done. Um, It was just, you know, it was it was neat. And then coming out of Captain Marvel, seeing how they did that. And I was in the Air Force when Captain when the Captain Marvel movie was supposed to be taking place. Mm. So I knew all of this. I had this connection to that movie. And I loved Captain Marvel because in the comics, she's my age. She was a colonel in the Air Force. And, and she, I was like, how are they going to do that when they cast Brie Larson? And I was like, oh, okay, it's going back. So she's not a colonel yet. And they, they totally redid her backstory, but it worked really well. And the technical aspects of the Air Force, I can honestly say, they got it right. Mm-hmm. Because I was in a flying squadron. I, that was back before women could fly. Um, there were a few women transport pilots, but they mentioned that in the, the movie. And I was like, well, how are they going to do that? They're fighter pilots. Women couldn't be a fighter pilot in the 90s. But they mentioned it. That's why they were working with that secret mission. And so the little intricacies like that, the little things are what stick out and what Marvel does so much better than DC when it comes to the movies. Yeah. Oh, and and I hate to say that because yeah. this is a Marvel, mo- a, a Marvel yeah. panel and not a Marvel versus DC, but that's that's I like the stories yeah. and I like the little things yeah. in cap I like how they reference back in um Captain Marvel we see how Nick Fury loses his eye which is hilarious it is yeah. hilarious because I have a cat and I know my cat would do that because my cat is a flirkin. I know it. Um, but it referenced back. If you remember, well, how did you lose your a friend? You know, little, little tiny things that you're like, what? What was that? And, it, and it's just some throwaway line in a movie nine, ten years ago that you're not going to remember, but now they're bringing it back. So then you're like, I've heard that. Where did I hear that? And then you start watching them again. Oh, that's what, ha- that's what he was referencing. Whether he was referencing it or not, it doesn't matter. It became the continuity that Marvel is really good at. <laughs> and that's what makes it fun. We can, we're going into a different phase, but the characters are still gonna be there. We're gonna get new characters I'm really excited for. I really love Ms. America Chavez. She's awesome. You know, we have Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan. She, it, that series, if you haven't seen it, Go watch it because it is an it is an amazing coming of age story where Uncle Ben doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying fun, but the Marvel movies, even 
their bad guys are fun. I mean, um, exactly. Oh um, my god, Kang is going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not as dark as the DC universe becomes. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, well, Loki. He just you know yeah. the first Avengers movie. You know, Thor's like, you better listen to me, brother, and he gets thrown out, and Loki's like, I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> you know, just yeah. how can you not laugh? And uh, forgive me, the, the, in, in Doctor Strange, which I. I love his story, but the the main baddie in that, you know, he's trying to tell him what his name is. It's Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's strange. You know, just, you know, silly, silly stuff like that. The the bad guys are even, (laughs) you got to like the bad guys too, because they're, they're entertaining too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Marvel tells it that DC always takes their stuff way too seriously Mm -hmm. and Marvel doesn't at all. And that's what makes it fun. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, I think DC could, could learn a lot. Their DC TV shows were great. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Marvel TV shows, not so great. My favorite Marvel <laughs> character is one of the villains. I'm a Loki girl. There you go. <laughs> see, you know, I don't really even see Loki as a villain. Not really. He's 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 an antihero, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, it just depends on the weather. He's out for himself. He he is. He he doesn't care. He he'll just go which way the wind blows and whatever. But he is so much fun, and you know. It's the characters that, you know, the actors that were cast as these characters have really embodied themselves. You, you can watch Chris Evans' Twitter feed, and it's like, oh, my God, he still is Captain America. That's so awesome. <laughs> we were talking about earlier just the direction where Marvel's going, and, and some of it is just, just on what, what these actors are deciding. I mean, I mean Chris Evans, I think he, he's... He's done with Captain America. He's done, and I, I don't, you know, I, I totally mm-hmm. get it. I mean, you can't be typecast as Captain America. I and, mean, he will always be Captain America. Yeah. But, you know, and it's a really good thing because when he was, uh, we won't even go to that And movie. sadly, a few years ago, <laughs> we'll get to your comments soon, um, we lost uh, Chadwick Bo- uh, Boseman. Um, oh, I mean, that was just, that, that was a gut punch that we lost him. I, I mean, he was... It, I love Black Panther. Now, I, I saw the, new, the newest movie recently, and, and I enjoyed that too, but it's forced Marvel to go in a different direction because either an actor wants to, you know, he's done, or sadly, we, 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 we lose him, you know, sadly, by de- they, they pass on. You know, it's just this is where things are kind of going with, with Marvel. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, but um, I kind of like TV shows. Another thing I like Marvel is doing, um, a lot of the characters... In the comics, I, I was oh, the secondary characters. I met up with interest in, but I think with TV shows like they just did one like Hawkeye mm-hmm. on Disney Plus, and that was then such you a had show. Uh, Winter Soldier and mm-hmm. the Falcon. Now in the comics, I always thought Falcon, yeah, he was a secondary character. He was not really interesting mm-hmm. to me, or even Hawkeye. But the one thing they're doing with the movies and they're even doing with their TV shows on Disney Plus now. Is they're they're always they're making the characters relevant because when I was growing up, Captain America was not that interesting. <laughs> I was more like Batman or DC. But now with the movies and what they're doing with their shows on Disney Plus, they're they're and the actors they're bringing some of the secondary characters to life, and they're making them more interesting. But I, I like that. I, I think, too. yeah, I like that yeah. t shirt because I, I like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and 
Like even with the Peggy, um, with her show, mm-hmm. yeah, Peggy it Carter. Was, I was yeah. sad when they it was. It. it was really interesting, and it was. And you read the comics. It was like she wasn't interesting to me. They won me over with the TV series. Mm-hmm. Agreed, sir. You, you, you. Check to make sure to talk to me. Those people don't call me sir. Anyway, uh, I'm wondering what they were. Are they smoking when they did She Hulk? <laughs> she Hulk that actually really followed the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, but she the uh, and I love I did love when she would break the fourth wall because yes. that was so yeah. fun. Burns run, but they mm-hmm. did the wrecking crew. Somebody on Facebook yeah. compared to be on a boy band. Yeah. But the wrecking crew, a bunch of uh big, a bunch of big four big strong stupid guys. They couldn't find four professional wrestlers to cast. Yeah, it's, you I mean, know. seriously, it's a rhetorical question, but just think about it. True. I was a big fan of She-Hulk either. Yeah, well, it's like, I'm about to say, okay, yeah. started, that took place in an alternate reality, uh, kick, throw the whole thing in the trash and try doing it right this time. Yeah, uh, it, that would, it, you know, after watching um, Falcon and Winter Soldier and then Hawkeye and then Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk was far more campy. Yeah. yeah. I and you had... See, I didn't like WandaVision. I didn't like WandaVision at all. I thought it was... I could not get into it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it, it was... And I, I'm a huge fan of vintage television. I just... I wanted to love it. I could not. Um, She-Hulk, I would not watch... I mean, I've, I've seen Falcon and Winter Soldier. I could probably quote thing same with Hawkeye but She-Hulk it was it was mindless and sometimes you just need mindless entertainment and I think that's what they were really going for nothing something something really serious I think but you know because they had the seriousness of Falcon and Winter Soldier when they were dealing with some really serious issues with that show and then they go to Hawkeye again dealing with some serious issues and then I think they were thinking you know She-Hulk is just a funny character all of her books are she breaks the fourth wall in all of her books and you know she just wants to talk to the audience and just be like but in her Avengers appearance she does it it's gonna be interesting to see she's gonna like let me up moment in the Avengers Mm -hmm. that She-Hulk was delusional and thought she was a comic book character (laughs) when she's just a real person in the regular Marvel universe it's gonna be an interesting thing how they they integrate out everything but with She-Hulk they, they, the actress that got to play her is brilliant. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah, because and I was trying to tell some friends. It I mean, it's like Loki. It might be less camp, but the actress, I could watch her anytime. Yes. Because if you're a BB, if you're a fan of um, British TV shows, yeah. mm-hmm. watch Orphan Black. Yes. 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 You oh, see, yeah. this yeah. woman can I do anything. She, she is an amazing actress. Oh, I can't watch. I, I haven't seen that yet. I do want to watch Orphan Black. It's unfortunately I have to yeah. pay for it right now. Yeah, you got. I mean, because she does. You like, will love Orphan Black. Okay. You will love. Towards it. the end, she does almost like ten clones mm-hmm. with different person. I mean, I haven't all seen that same, in a long time. I'm different personalities. I mean, she's brilliant. 
I'm going to have to go watch it again. I haven't seen Orphan Black in a long time. <laughs> sure, go ahead. I think in She-Hulk, besides wanting it to be campy and fun, mm -hmm. they decided to tackle some more modern-day issues that affect more people. Yes. You know, you have identity theft. You have trademark theft. You have all of this stuff that they're dealing with in the show, but they're dealing with it in a humorous way. And, you know, kind of like, if you think about it, what would it like be like nowadays to become a superhero and you're also an attorney? Yeah, I mean, it, it's... And, and she can't just change back. Right. Yep. You know. You can't let you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Not just an attorney, just let alone a, a woman who is successful in her career or right. whatever. Yeah. There's still yeah. a lot of people who are very afraid of that. Yeah. There is a lot of misogyny, um, and it does. You know, She Hulk does tackle that, and, and you know, but in a well. in a really funny way. Yes. Yes. You know, as serious as Falcon and Winter Soldier was in tackling racism. Mm -hmm. She Hulk tackled misogyny, and it was just fun. I will say this: uh, She Hulk's not my favorite. However, at the end, where She Hulk's out, where she just, I can't, you know, you know, she, 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 I can't take it anymore, and she just starts destroying stuff. I like that. I enjoyed that. That was just like, yes, you know. Um, yes, she does. She does Hulk smash often in the books, <laughs> but she's trying to keep it under wraps and under control for so long that. She's had enough, and and at that. So for me, I enjoyed it. I see a hand in the back. Go ahead, sir. I was trying to say, if you could go back to the comics, the original one, most of the superheroes in Marvel, if they weren't full-time superheroes, their secret identities were kept secret because they weren't at regular jobs. Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange was Doctor Stephen Strange. Mm -hmm. He was still working in the hospital. Mm. Spider-Man. Photographer for Daily Bugle. Freelance photographer. They had day jobs. It's just once the secret identity comes out, that's it. If she hadn't come out and showed people who she was, she would have been a regular uh, lawyer and all that. Hell of the blue wouldn't have happened. Yeah. The lady in the back. Me? Yes. Okay. I like how in one episode she talks about the Avengers like, well, it's the Avengers actually a job that they offer benefits, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a lot of, like, uh, I thought, yeah, those are some very good questions. Yeah, now that Tony Stark is is sadly uh, gone, you know, who's paying the bills now? Yeah, if you were an Avenger, should you, uh, should you be allowed financial compensation? or Are you a federal employee world? now, so you get retirement benefits? What's the Donald <laughs> plan like? <laughs> What's the Donald? Yeah, it, it's, it's a valid question. You know, you would see um, in a lot of the, there were some small scenes where Natasha was pulling off her suit and she's covered in bruises, you know. She was not, she didn't have super serum. She didn't, she was just trained as a, an assassin. You know, she hurt. She got sore. You know, she didn't, she was just a normal person. And, you know, Hawkeye, you know. He's um, losing his hearing. He needs hearing he, aids. He yeah. is deaf. I was so glad that they actually brought that in because that is a fun part of the comics is that he is deaf. So you have this deaf superhero. Or at least deaf in one ear. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's interesting. And then, you know, it's, 
that they have a little nods to their their stories, but then you know they've really evolved. Good, sir. One place they kind of lost me was uh, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. I think that's the character's cool name. Yes, it is. Played by Julia. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Julia Louis Dreyfus. I keep every time she around. I keep hearing Elaine Bennis. I call the character Evil Veep. Yeah. Um, that is a real character. Yeah. Um, uh, Alicia it's, it's originally Nick Fury's uh, agent slash girlfriend, mm-hmm. but really? it's it's just really it's just completely mm-hmm. miscasting. That's a subject I could talk about I, for a I think, hour. I, I will disagree with you on the yeah. miscasting mm-hmm. because she is yeah. a phenomenal character actress. Yeah, I'm just saying. I know her voice. Vanessa. She was in. Um, Seinfeld for way too long, and then on Veep for way too long. So that's who we know her as. Yeah, she was way too funny. I think she is. I think she she's got the snark down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she she knows how to do that snark, and not everybody can do that. And she's just but Valentina in the comics is like this exotic European countess. Uh, I could think of a few actresses who were better to play that, like, you know, Salma Hayek. And just about any actress who's like French or Italian or Spanish mm-hmm. could all could Maybe. embody that character much better than she does. Miss Good. She's, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is actually uh, descended at least uh, of, of money, uh, potentially also of uh, noble lineage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her, her yeah, father she, is, a, is a French billionaire and... Yeah, she. I think she's and, and, no, yeah. I don't think she's been in the normal song. The actual actress. I, I liked her in Wakanda Forever. I mean, she, you know. I think she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you, you you mentioned uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Uh, I know that online there was the the actor who played the new Captain America. He's Kirk. Kurt Russell's son. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I I thought he, you know, I thought he, he nailed was it. Phenomenal. And he did not deserve the hate that he got. <laughs> he is a phenomenal guy in general, but you know, he was so good as that character. Just I saw in a movie called Overlord. So not good. Zombies. That's the best mm-hmm. way I describe the plot. Mm-hmm. I'm putting this guy. I think if ever Paul cast somebody else to play Captain America, this guy would be real good. Damn, somebody actually listened to me for a change. It w- he he was phenomenal, and I am looking forward to seeing how he goes even yeah. more villain because mm-hmm. he is yeah, a villain. Yes. In every sense of the word, yeah. not there is nothing redeeming about that character at all, and I think it is going to be phenomenal to but watch. I, I like the way it went because he's supposed to be someone he, we're not supposed to like because Falcon's taking right. the role of Captain America in the com in, in the comics, and then he then he's an anti-captain. He's but we are both to hate him. We yeah. are not we are, like him. We did it. never actor, supposed to yeah, like him. He is the villain. He's not really, he's an anti-hero. He's really not meant to be the hero. He does. 
Yeah, he's not even an anti-hero. He, he is he's, the villain. He's, he is a villain. He yeah. is he's evil beyond Henry. evil. He does a character to move Falcon into the role more. It's like, look, look, if you don't take the role, don't take the role this doofus is going to be the, what we all going to say is the captain. Dangerous and doofus. Yeah. Yeah. US agent so you is need to step up. And then eventually, we're going to see maybe in a couple of years, then Bucky would take the role. But... We need this for them two to get their act together to see if for the cat's legacy, we gotta get rid of this guy. <laughs> well, see, U.S. Agent is one yeah. of those characters that is the villain yeah. in Captain America. He is the anti-Captain America, and he thinks he's this big shot, you know, good guy, but. You know, we actually saw who he was yeah. in Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. and that's him yeah. He, he's to one of, the core. He's one of these people who think he's doing the right by the country, but he's, like, not doing no. it. The best scene was when he stopped that van from falling off the side of the building. <laughs> sir, you wrote a thing he did. You had a comment, sir? Well, I was going to say, and then you. people forget Captain America, the serum... As, as the doctor says, it makes you more of whatever you are. Yes. yes. And yeah. it really drives that through with U.S. agent. Here was a guy who was over the top already, yeah. and you gave him that power, and he loses, he loses control mm -hmm. and believes his own hype. Yeah. Right. The cap never believed his own hype. He, yeah. was, he was always modest. He was always that way. And he made... You know, U.S. agent will make a perfect foil and goes back to why some of them said, well, why didn't we just reinvent the serum and give it to everybody? Yeah. Sure. And, uh, yeah, and, and to you back off that, uh, uh, U.S. agent has already, Eddie uh, Vincent, as is one of the members of the anti-hero folk. Or the Thunderbolt, yes. Or the big screen. Because mm -hmm. uh, the Thunderbolt is going to be him, Bucky Bump. Arms and uh, uh, you little blah blah blah. blah, blah. I, I a, so yeah, uh, he's gonna be one of the core members of that. And I think he'll he'll really make that at Team Shot because of his uh, his character and his character arc. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it because he is a villain that I love to hate. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. that's the best kind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Thanos was just annoying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but U.S. Agent, no, I I loathe that guy, yeah. Yeah. and the way that he is portrayed is it is just phenomenal. That is with the insanity level of a Batman villain with the power of a god. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Thor going up against him, but that's just me yeah. wishing. Maybe yeah. look forward to. Sure. Yeah, I am kind of, with, now so that we're getting the villains here, I am glad finally that now with the way cleared for them to, with Disney finally acquiring the film rights to Fantastic Four, they now have access to a lot of the big yes. heavy hitters. So now with Quantumania, we are getting Kang the Conqueror finally. Yes. Um, and I think there are rumors too swirling around about casting Doctor Doom and uh, all that goes with it. I just recently saw an article from comic book resources, can't so it's far from certain, can't confirm it, but apparently Mila Kunis has been in talks with somebody in Marvel for playing Sue Storm. Nice. Nice. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. I like that. Well, yeah. 
she'd be good. I think yeah, she'd be good. I think so, too. I mean, everybody said that about Brie Larson, too, including yeah. me, and I mean, she Brandon, totally won me over. Captain Marvel, to me, just was not, I, she did not strike me as a very likable <laughs> character, but I guess that's how she was always supposed to be written in the comics. I don't know. She, she is a fighter pilot, so yeah. she's cocky. Yeah, she that's that just chip on her shoulder. that's just one of those things, and because you know women haven't been fighter pilots in the Air Force for very long, um, like twenty years, um, they're still kind of looked down upon. Um, in the the movie, there is a a line. It, it's one of those throwaway lines. Hey, you know what the cockpit's for? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it, it's it's one of those things, and that's just you know being in the military. I was in the military. I am still told to this day that I should not say that I'm a vet because I'm not a I'm not a vet uh, because I'm a girl. But wait, wait. so it's 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 very much Captain Marvel is her own person. She stands up for what she believes in. She doesn't take any bull, and people don't like that. She's not the little submissive girl that you expect superheroines to be. Now, she's one of the most powerful superheroes in the Marvel Universe. And if you remember in Endgame, had she had, you know, Thanos had to use the Power Stone to get her away. Right. Had he not used that, she would have gotten that gauntlet off of him and she would have beaten him. Well, she had that power. development in the, in the Marvels because, like, uh, in, in the first movie, I just didn't, couldn't find anything to, you know, a, a relatable, anything relatable about her that I could relate to to make me like her as a person mm-hmm. or as a character. And in Avengers Endgame, she was what I call Captain Plot Device. <laughs> yeah, she she was. I was kind of disappointed at that. Um, I think it, uh, I I recognized because of my background yeah. in the Air Force during that time. I knew I knew that character, mm-hmm. and she, again, she's one of my favorites. I've read all of the books. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh my god, it's Captain Marvel. <laughs> I was yeah, like, so excited when they were going to bring her. Some vulnerability, I would have understood that more. But they're not even if they did if they didn't touch Tony Stark's alcoholism, then they're not going to do it with her. Yeah, um, she doesn't really have much. Yeah. Um, her vice and her her bad is that you know the negative of her is that she is. Too cocky. Yeah. You know, and you see it in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to go kill Thanos. <laughs> and she goes off by herself. And they're like, wait a minute, new girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. But that's just being a fighter pilot. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's just, she nailed it. It was, it's just being a fighter pilot because that's how they are and I, I served with them for four years I understand what fighter pilots they're they've they're weird people <laughs> go ahead sir yeah but um we also have to remember what Captain Marvel it was a gender swap because in the original comics Captain Marvel was a male no and I, I'm going to have to stop you. It was never a gender swap. But it was a male at one time, I believe. Yes, but Carol Danvers was not Marvell. Yeah. There were two, it's two different characters. It was never a gender swap yes. 
thing. Yeah. yeah so I will. I will have to correct you on yeah, that. Yeah. I, I know. I know. Her, I'm not. Marvel Universe since 1960. Yeah. I know her was something about her was a male character on that. That was Marvel. Yeah. And then the female, and it was also kind of a secondary character. It wasn't really a main character because I met her even about Captain Marvel. Before she, movies. yeah, before yeah. Captain Mar, before Carol took on the mantle of Captain Mar Marvel, there was Marvel who that character was gender swapped. Yeah, Marvel was a male. Yeah, and um, he gave Carol some of his Cree blood, yeah. and that made her Ms. Marvel, and they were partners. And then Marvel died. And she took on his mantle yeah. as Captain yeah. Marvel. Yeah. I don't mind you correcting me, because like I said, this was one character I met her and heard about, and I know her a little controversy, because I never mm -hmm. go in some panels down at DragonCon, and, and more people were, Marvel fans was upset about it. I wonder, is all that in the play? they just <laughs> trying to figure out who she is for the modern day, a Fans, lot of the writers. flack that Captain Marvel got was because of a quote that Brie Larson said that was taken way out of context. And they said that she was hating men and, and all of this stuff. But what she really said was that she wished that there were more female filmmakers and that female filmmakers would get some credit. And people took that way out of context. And, you know, fandom being what fandom is, um, there were a lot of people that believed the meme that was made that misquoted her and took it out of context. And that was why she gets a lot of hate. Brie Larson, I will say, is an Oscar-winning actress. <laughs> the woman knows how to act. And a lot of the flack she got was solely because of that meme that was misquoted and misrepresentative of what she was trying to say in her speech. I will get off my soapbox on that one. <laughs> Maybe. So, so what do you, um, we have less than 10 minutes. What, what are you all looking forward to this year? I mean, or just where Marvel's going? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I've always liked Rocket Raccoon, even mm -hmm. all the way back in the night, since the 1984 when Bill Mantlo did, and, um, oh, God, the guy who drew, draws Hellboy, I forget, Mike Mignola, when they did that, that uh, four-issue limited series. Uh, I'm finally glad that they're going to like put the spotlight on him. They're actually going to introduce Lilla, his girlfriend, in that. Uh, That's going to be fun. He'll be a nice send-off for the character after Gunn like does this and then goes to DC. Mm -hmm. He'll be, I think, he'll be a nice send-off for, for both uh, both of them. I like to know what anybody think as now they own the properties. Like you said, they got like um, the X Men back. <clears throat> What are they going to do with them? I mean, we're now going to mutants and we're going to go away from inhumans. I'm curious of what they're going to do with them. Like you said, the Fantastic Four they got now. They got the X-Men. I think X-Men's going to be a couple of years before we even see yeah. it. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I was just saying, in the immediate, 
Idiocy. Um, they are doing. Um, if anyone remembers the X Men '92 called Toon, they are doing a continuation of that. That's the first X Men thing that's scheduled. And I think, and then I think somewhere down the line, after whatever phase this is, is we're in right now. <laughs> and, 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 I think it's um, fine. When, when there's a chance for a new storyline, I think they'll slowly start to. Who uh, exposed the mutant factor in the mutant store, Orila, um, and, and slowly and, and slowly merge the X Men universe with the Marvel universe? Yeah, they've been slowly, subtly laying the groundwork yeah. for it, and, and so to, to get it in there. So I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah, it, I think it'll be a, a little while. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, only because you, you see what they have planned, and it's like, well, where is the X Men going to be there? There may be some like little cameos. You know, it, it's going to be kind of interesting. I do think that what you're saying is is probably accurate. They're just going to start just throwing the characters in, yeah. maybe not showing that they're mutants, but you're going to meet a Logan. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. You're going to see Storm, I'm guessing, in probably the next Black Panther movie. I'm oh, guessing. You think so? I'm, I'm guessing. Hmm. That's an interesting theory. Um, yeah. Well, she and but T'Challa not, were married. Well, and, yeah. Yeah, and, oh, and she's yeah. African. Yeah, and she's African. She comes from African country. Right, yeah. yeah so, she no, it's, it's, good, it's, a good, it's a good theory. It's just, and you know. That's a yeah. great theory. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you, you saw her but didn't see her. Um, I, have, I haven't seen Black Panther yet, so. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if she, like, she wasn't in one of the crowd scenes just walking around where you didn't know who she was. You know, that's just kind of what I'm thinking because I know she and T'Challa were married in the comics. So why wouldn't she have gone to T'Challa's funeral? You know, why, why, why wouldn't she have? I think she would have. Even if they weren't married in the MCU, why wouldn't she have? He was a king of an African country. She's African. Why would she not have been there? She's Kenyan, not Wakandan. Yeah. But still African. Yeah, of course. So I, I think, you know, maybe possibly that's my little, my little thing that I'm going to just say she was one of those people in the crowd. Well, he wasn't dead yet at the beginning. We haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. She, she, might, she might have been with him off screen. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's a big possibility. And I, I'm totally, you know, I'm totally going to die on that ledge because I think she's there. So without talking too much and getting into detail, I did see Wakanda Forever. And for me, I kind of... I'm okay with spoilers. It was, it was, well, I kind of felt it was a little uneven because they were faced with a very formidable task. I don't, I have nothing but sympathy for Marvel for being in, a, in an awkward situation with the untimely death of Chadwick Boseman. They, mm-hmm. they were kind of like forced to kind of build this movie around him and, and you know, and without this absence, but there is this, I felt there was this Chadwick Boseman shaped hole in the whole film. Mm-hmm. Really. Now they did rewrite it. Yeah, they did rewrite so. it. Uh, from what I understand, the original treatment of the script was dealing him dealing with like being flipped out of existence for five years and how he was going to readjust to that. Um, but his, he's conspicuous by his absence in this film. Um, and it probably is the, the um, probably like, t- 
to me at least, it probably was the most uneven Marvel film uh, because of that reason. But again, it was not their fault. Really. The, the, the lady in the back. Thank you. Um, I, I just, in general, it's, it's a quick comment, but I, I feel like there's a lot of loose ends yeah. from the previous. You know, I, I saw a recent um, clip on a commercial of another film that's continuing, I guess you could call it. But um, I, I was... I, I think that there's places that they left things hanging that I want to see the rest of the story on it. Things like the Hawkeye, all the all the little short series. I want to see more of like another season of all of those shows to kind of see where they're going because I, it does seem to me that maybe they're coming back around. I think they're supposed to be like you guys were talking about. There's other things coming on the pipeline. So I, I'm interested to see how those stories continue. Because I'm going to enjoy it way more than I thought I would. I, I really, because they were really short. And WandaVision was so funny. But I, that was kind of like, okay, I, I guess they're going to just do fun stuff and the parodies and things like that. But then it became like a real thing. And it was really awesome. So I'm well, looking forward to whatever they're going to do. We got Scarlet Witch in our last uh, Doctor Strange movie. We didn't hear a touch. Like, what about um, Hawkeye? I mean, with his accident, are we going to see anything with him? And the future for I'm guessing probably not, right. um, but we have her. Yeah, we true. Have, um, true. We do have the young Avengers probably. Mm -hmm. You're kind of putting that in place. Officially, Disney has denied that they're not going to do anything with the other Avengers. Um, yeah, I think so. We have Hawkeye. We have Ms. Marvel. We, we have Ms. <laughs> Ms. America. I think we're... Yeah. We're gonna get it. Yeah. I really think we're going to. I want to give I think this. It's gonna be fun. I want to give this gentleman a chance to speak in and speak it. Oh, I just want to mention that uh, for those that didn't see it, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness mm -hmm. has what I believe to be the first appearances of um, one of the X Men and one of the Fantastic Four. The Illuminati yeah. scene, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that is true. Yeah. I forgot about that scene. Well. Yeah, yeah. That was the first. Having Patrick Stewart play yeah. Professor X again. Yeah. Know, that was great. That was a great idea. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the first hint. But again, it's like you, know, you said, it's like, you know, a drop or two here, a drop or two there. And yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about them being in oh, there. Well. Sir, well. sir, you had your hand up? Okay. You're good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I get that. Me too. Yeah. I, yeah. Anybody? Did, did I want to miss? If anybody else wanted to say, we're, we're about, about ready to wrap up. Anybody else? Did anybody else have anything you wanted to contribute? Go ahead, sir. Regarding Cap and regarding Carol Danvers, she starts out as being like a love interest, sort of, for Captain Marvel. Then she gains superpowers because Miss Marvel, or Ms. Marvel, I think it is. <laughs> then she, for some reason, I'm not clear on her power level goes up. And she starts joins the Avengers, and she starts wearing a black leather costume, which I actually kind of like. And then she gets depowered by Rogue, and then yes. the issue of X Men with a brooder experimenting one. She goes all cosmic and gains like kind of Silver Surfer level power. Mm -hmm. And then she she's like then she rejoins the Avengers, and I'm not a little clear on that. She becomes uh, she yeah, she's become bar become binary. After being experimental by the brood, mm -hmm. and she comes back to Earth, rejoins the Avengers, but as Ms. Mar uh, Warburg, that's her name. Yeah. And then she, then she becomes still retains the Silver Surfer level powers, 
And I'm like Clay Troy. Her, she, she steals Miracle Man's costume and becomes Captain Marvel. Yeah, and then she loses her ability to fly because if she flies, she will die. So they, the Avengers, Avengers tells Spider Woman, who is her best friend, to not let her fly. All right, folks, this was a lot of fun. Thank it you was for a coming. Lot of fun. Uh, love geeking out about Marvel with y'all. Thanks for coming. I hope you enjoy the rest of the time.